Good morning, and welcome to the 28th year of the Three Tailgaters Show on 106.1 Nash Icon and at NashFM1061.com. The Three Tailgaters Show is presented by CrescentCitySports.com, the best sports site in Louisiana. The Three Tailgaters Show is also presented by the Allstate Sugar Bowl, representing the best of amateur athletics. And by Francesca's by Katie's in New Orleans, serving up St. Louis-style food with a New Orleans flair. The Three Tailgaters are also brought to you by Lamarck Ford and Lamarck Lincoln, by LifeGate Church in Metairie, by Rhino Shield Mid-South, Bergeron Automotive in Metairie, by Premier Automotive throughout the New Orleans area, John Curtis Christian School in River Ridge, Life Resources Ministries, and by the RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl. Promotional consideration is provided by Central City Barbecue on South Rampart Street, Venezia Restaurant on North Carrollton Avenue, Two Tony's Restaurant at West End, Fury's Restaurant in Metairie, Perrin's Restaurant in Harahan, Reginelli's Pizzeria with locations throughout the metro area, Ye Old College Inn on Carrollton Avenue, Messina's at the Terminal and Runway Cafe at Lakefront Airport, by Copeland's of New Orleans and Kenner at the Esplanade Mall, Desi Vega's Seafood and Steakhouse in Metairie, Chateau Cafe with locations in New Orleans and Kenner, Moe's Pizza in West Wego, Hooters Restaurants in Metairie and Gretna, Geo's Pizza and Spaghetti House in Metairie, Hobnobber Cafe in Metairie, Fat Boy's Pizza on Metairie Road, by Sirio's Pull Boys in Delhi on St. Charles Avenue, by That's Amore Pizzeria in Metairie, Bears Pull Boys on Causeway Boulevard at Metairie Road, Fury's Restaurant on Martin Berman in Metairie, and by Sunray Grill on Belchase Highway in Gretna. Now, here are your hosts of the Three Tailgaters Show, Ed Daniels, Sports Director of WGNO and WNOL, CrescentCitySports.com and the Clarion Herald, and Cumulus Radio New Orleans Sports Director Ken Trahan of CrescentCitySports.com, the Saints Hall of Fame Museum, the Greater New Orleans Quarterback Club, Life Resources Ministries, and the Kenner Star. And a pleasant good morning and welcome to another edition of the Three Tailgaters Show here on Nash Icon, 106.1 FM. We're on the web at NashFM1061.com. Our tuning app available for you to listen anywhere in the world via iHeart. Of course, you can get us via Alexa at home by telling her to play WRKN. You can listen to the podcast following the show. Just go to CrescentCitySports.com, click on the menu, click on more, and click on podcast to do so. If you'd like to... Email us. It's at wgno.com. It's Ken at CrescentCitySports.com. Or if you'd like to call the show, it's 504-260-1061. That's 504-260-1061 to participate in the conversation. Much to get into. NFL draft coming up. We'll touch on that, obviously. Of course, the Pelicans at length will do that coming up. College baseball, little college basketball news. And more as we do it with uh, my good and great friend and partner on this wonderful weekend, Ed Daniels at WTNO of CrescentCitySports.com, the Clarion Herald, and Nash Icon 1061 FM. Ed, good morning to you. Kenny, how are you, buddy? I'm doing fine. Hey, listen, uh, happy Resurrection Weekend, my friend. Absolutely, buddy. It's been a, a, uh, a very, very uh, spiritual week and uh, looking forward to tomorrow it's always a very 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 special day it is i write about it every year at crescent city sports and i'm already working on a message for 
tomorrow as we yep. speak, and, and it's, it, it just means a lot. There's so much. And you, you and I, were obviously the same age. We're the same you know, era. We're the same everything. And, and so we've experienced it in the same fashion as children, you know, as uh, young adults being married, then as parents. And then as grandparents, and it's it's a cycle of life, and at every step of the way, experiencing it, you it's almost like you relive it because you're going through the same thing now with grandchildren that you did with children many years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's fantastic, you know, um, and um, I, I hope it's a uh, it's something that people continue to pass along, uh, generation to generation. I saw some poll the other day where. Only 39% of the, of the country think that religion is important, which was uh, down 23% from maybe 20 years ago, which, which to me, um, you know, lack of faith explains a lot of the things that, that are going on, not only in this country, but in this world right now. Well, uh, you know, we do a faith and sports show on Thursday nights when we talk openly about faith issues with Pastor Michael Green and I, who's a great friend at LifeGate Church and a wonderful guy. Uh, but reality of the situation is, you know, that uh, those people of faith are clinging to the hope and the belief that there is eternal life. There's there's a better existence beyond this, whereas those that, that don't feel that way feel like this is this is the penultimate, you know, living on this earth. And if that's the case, as I say all the time, you kind of got the short end of the stick, right? Because you, you, uh, if you survive long enough, you age, you start having all kinds of physical maladies and difficulties, and then at some point you perish as one out of one of us will. So, look, yeah, faith is a great thing, and, and holding on to it and believing in it and trusting in it is fantastic. And that's truly uh, the way we feel. You know, and the, 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 tr- the number that you cite about religion is troubling. Uh, you know, I think maybe... If it's phrased differently, maybe there's a different result. It's not about religion anyway. It's about faith. Mm-hmm. It's about, you know, it's not about, it's not about uh, religion per se. It's about true faith, mm-hmm. and that's what all believers mm-hmm. uh, are all about, regardless of their denominational background, which makes no difference at all in my mind. So, so yeah, maybe, maybe it's phrased differently. You get a different result. But, no, I absolutely think that the trend that you're speaking of is accurate. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, one of the things that encouraged me uh, on on Friday, yesterday, Good Friday, uh, when I went to church at uh, at two o'clock in the afternoon for, mm-hmm. for services. Well, actually, they started at three, but I was there at two. Yeah. And uh, there was a a, a huge uh, throng in the church. Yeah. On Friday, and it was very encouraging. It was very uplifting. It was it was almost it was I think very comparable to a Sunday. And I, I think it's, it's fantastic. What, what, what is troubling to me, though, is that uh, how many people I see in church, and I'm not discouraging people from going, okay? Yes. But I see people on, on Christmas and Easter. Yeah. And, and um, you know, I think the other, the other 50 weeks and, you know, every day really is important. Yeah. Yeah, mo- most, mostly on Easter. I mean, that's the biggest attendance day at, at churches, regardless of their denominational background across the country. Uh, no doubt about that. And it's good to see people then, and it, it tells you that they have that in them and they, that they feel that way. And, you know, it's like the old saying about we know what's best for us or we know what's right, uh, even if we don't act it sometimes. And I think that's a pretty good indication of that particular thought process being in mind. So, look, it's a, it's a, it's a good day. Uh, it's a, it represents so many things. 
And that's what I'm writing about. You know, more than anything else, it represents victory. It represents overcoming. It represents forgiveness. It represents you know, the ability to, to understand that there is hope. And all of these things are positive, regardless of what background you come from. So I was in service on Good Friday at noon, and it's a, it's a solemn day and occasion, but, but you know it also begets the good news about what is to come. So all of that uh, is applicable, and more than anything else, regardless of your background, for those listening, we, we just encourage you, and for those that are uh, believers, we, we uh, celebrate with you. And it's, it's obviously a good weekend, and it's nice to be able to spend that in church, to spend it with family, to spend it with children and beyond. So it is a positive experience in my estimation. So that's our diatribe for this morning as we march on. It's 504-260-1061 if you'd like to join in the conversation. We'll talk about the Pelicans extensively. You know, I was there last night, and they, they gutted it out and did what they had to do. They're not getting any help from anyone else, but that's another story. So let's start with college baseball. And, you know, I guess LSU, the number one team in the country, they will not play their third and deciding game with South Carolina today. The weather is not permitting it. They were canceled yesterday. They're, they're canceled today, and they're not going to remake the game. So that series is over, tied at one. You wonder how that's going to impact the standings down the road. But I wonder if we're not going to point back to that second game of the series and say that was a pivotal game for LSU in this season by the time it's over because they were down big time and fixing to get swept. And Gavin Dugas hits a grand slam, and then Gabe Beloso singles in the ninth, and their back-end bullpen does a great job uh, to – hold South Carolina Bay and they get a, a huge win. I mean, that was, that was huge. Yeah, they were getting dominated. They got whipped on Friday night after Skeens left, after the delay. And then they were getting whipped again on Saturday. So that was a gigantic win against a really good team in South Carolina. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I think there's, there's a couple of uh, moments in every season, Kenny, good or bad, that, that really um, determine what happens in a season. And I think that was the biggest swing of the year by far. And that was a that was a huge huge hit there, for uh, for Dugas. And you know, a lot of people kind of I don't know, just kind of I don't want to say wrote him off, but maybe discounted him a little bit. You hear so much about Dylan Cruz, and rightly so. The guy's hitting five ten. He's got a six forty five on base percentage. That that's a crazy number. And of course, Paul Skeens has a one fourteen earn run average. And we know what Tommy White has done, but. But Gavin Dugas just continues to get big hit after big hit. And anytime he's at the plate, the ball can leave the yard. And he seems to be able to come up with the, with the, in the, with the goods when it matters. And I, I don't want to say he's underappreciated, but maybe he is a little bit. You know, I think he's, he's critical. I mean, look, the stars, you, you mentioned them. I mean, Cruz and White are the quote-unquote stars, and they get the most attention. And and rightfully so, given what they are accomplishing. Jared Jones has had big hits, and Jordan Thompson's come on strong of late and been good. Cable Beloso has stepped up and hit the ball well. But Gavin Dugas is, you know, he's the catalyst. I mean, you know, he leads off. He is the guy that uh, has, he's had as many big hits, if not more, than anyone this year and, and has come up huge. Right now, estimating or approximating what this LSU team can be, I think it's pretty obvious what they are. They have as much lineup depth as anyone in the country. They have a, you know, as good an ace as anyone in the country. It's all about whether or not this team has enough pitching depth, Ed. I mean, I think maybe 
we thought their pitching would be, and I'm just spinning my own opinion, a little bit better at this point in the season. But it's not quite what I thought it would be overall. Now, it's not bad. It's overall pretty good, but if you want to be a national champion, it's got to be better than pretty good. Mm-hmm. Well, they're, right now they're, they're sixth in the SEC in Team ERA. You know, but, hey, they're first in hitting and they're first in fielding percentage. Mm-hmm. So the one thing they've done is improve their fielding tremendously, don't you think? Yes. I mean, they're, they're a much better defensive team. Got to give them credit for that because I think, you know, at some point that decides a handful of games down the stretch. It does. But, you know, I think it's interesting. They're sixth in Team ERA, but opposing teams are hitting 199 against them. It's it's a really it's it's a it's a weird dynamic. But well, I mean, walks were walks and hit batters yeah. were were a huge yeah. part of this past weekend in South Carolina. They just gave South Carolina way too many base runners, free base sure. runners. All you need to do is look at the hit total for South Carolina. They didn't have many hits, but they scored a bunch of runs. Well, you know, look, they um, they. Well, I think we know who they are. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, they're going to have to figure out the pitching staff behind Paul Skeens. Yeah. That's basically it. Yeah, and I, again, don't know. I mean, I can't say that they, they are going to be that team or not. I think they have the ability to. They've recruited good arms, but they've got to find a way to harness those arms and get them to a place where they're performing at a consistent level because they, they haven't been quite consistent enough to this point in time. I think that's, that's pretty clear. Uh, University of New Orleans. And, you know, uh, look. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, and, you know, they, they've got it. Kentucky's a really good pitching team. Yes. They've got Kentucky coming in for three games next week. Yeah. They're, they have one of the top staffs in the SEC. They're in run averages yeah. in, in the low threes. They're good. But then, you know, uh, after that, I think I think they have a chance to, 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 to run off some series, frankly. I, I think the schedule uh, gets a lot easier, and I think they could be dominant going into the SEC tournament. University of New Orleans, of course, here on Nash Icon, 106.1 FM, playing the final game of the Pontchartrain Cup Series with Southeastern Louisiana. Two o'clock today, rescheduled at two. They should play at Privateer Park, Maestri Field. Now, what's amazing is not only has UNO won the first two games of that series, but, Ed, I mean, it's shocking. I mean, shocking to see how they won those games. Both run rule games, 10 nothing and 22-2. to I mean... Shocking the way they have destroyed Southeastern in that series. Mm-hmm. Well, it is, without a doubt. And, um, you know, I, I just thought that um, Southeastern had better pitching, and they probably do. But you know what? UNO is good offensively. Believe me, yeah. swinging yeah, that is not their problem. No, they're 18 and 13 now. And right. they've evened up at 4 and 4 in the conference. And they're on the precipice. You know, they're right there. They have to be able to get over it. And, you know, and they can. You know, they're hitting 291 as a team, so pretty good uh, offensively. And, you know, they've hit 48 home runs to just 38 for their opponents. So, you know, pretty good numbers there. Not great, but pretty good. And then you look at the pitching, and their team ERA is 5.59, which is, you know, it needs to be a little better than that. I mean, if you get into fours, you know, you, you can compete and you have a good chance to beat a lot of teams if that's the case. But they're not there at this point in time. So, you know, like we say about everybody, it's all about pitching. You've got to have enough pitching 
And, you know, they, they teeter on the brink, but they haven't quite gotten there yet. But certainly a really good series went over Southeastern, and they'll try to finish it today. 2 p.m., uh, first pitch, 145 is the pregame show here on Nash Icon, 106.1 FM. And, you know, look, if you, if you look at the, uh, the staff run run averages in the Southland Conference, in the SEC you've got several teams that are way under four. Right. The top staff in the, in the, in the Southland Conference is, is Lamar, and their, their team ERA is 4-2-1. Which so, is pretty good. Uh, yes, that's which right. is pretty yeah. good. But what yeah. I'm saying is I, I just think at the mid-major level, what yeah. is the hardest thing to recruit? Yeah, it's pitching. pitching. Of course, absolutely. Yeah. And, yeah. and it's always the thing. And look, UNO has a really good team offensively. And, and look, for, for the resources that he has, I think Blake Dean does a tremendous job there. Oh, I couldn't agree more. I absolutely believe that's accurate. And he's, he's the right man for the job. He's done an outstanding job uh, in his seven years at the University of New Orleans. Uh, Tulane got beat by South Florida 15-3 to after winning the first game of the series. So they play a rubber game today. Uh, in Tampa, and you know Tulane is nine and twenty-two, but they're three and two in the conference at this point. So competitive in the American Athletic Conference. Ed. Well, I mean, you know, it'd be nice to take this series because look, that's their their only chance is to is to is to win the conference tournament. Yep. You know, uh, I've I've heard a lot of you know I've I've heard from a lot of people why did they overschedule in the um, on the front half of the schedule and. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't. I don't think Coach Allman is backing off of that at all. Don't either. Uh, I think it's, you know, again, let's see how it plays out the rest of the season with regard to conference play because that's their only, their only takeaway, their only hope to, for something positive out of this season. But we'll see what happens in the rubber game against South Florida today. At Eunice, LSU Eunice, the number one team in the nation in junior college division two, remained undefeated and stopped Delgado's 15-game win streak. They won 6-3 to three in Game 1 of that series, and Game 2 is today in Eunice uh, on campus. Yesterday was at Miller, uh, Miller Field in Eunice, a historic facility, but today they play uh, at the uh, LSU Eunice facility. So, of course, these two teams will play in New Orleans coming up you know, in the next couple of weeks as well. But, uh, look, Eunice is that program. Delgado was able to beat them last year. Uh, but a 6-3 loss, and Delgado fell behind right away in that game yesterday in the first inning and couldn't quite recover from it. But they'll play the doubleheader today. I mean, LSU Eunice is 37-0. and 37-0. And, and, they've, and they've won seven, seven national championships, you know, and including most recently in 2021. And, of course... Jeff Willis has done an incredible job, you know, in building this uh, this monolith, and they just continue to be that program. And obviously, Delgado is very good, as I mentioned. It stopped their 15-game win streak, and then the doubleheader to come today. And you know, it's going to be interesting. I mean, Delgado absolutely, you know, wants to get out of there with at least a win in this series. They're going to have to split today to do that. 30 and five overall. Are the Dolphins now going into this doubleheader today? You know, and, and then looking down the road, these two teams will play at Kirsch Rooney on April 29th and 30th. They'll play three games back-to-back then. But uh, two great programs. I, the only thing I would say, Ed, is I wish that the Bengals of LSU units were in Division One on the junior college level. Uh, I, I just wish that would be the case because, you know, then you could combine the teams in Louisiana, you know, and mm-hmm. you'd have more than just this unfortunate, I don't know what, what other word to use, 
three-team Division I Region 23 league, which is all you have with Delgado, Baton Rouge Community College, and Nunez. And, you know, and it's, it's a shame. You know, a, a district or a region should be more than three teams, but it isn't because of the geography. Well, and also Meridian dropped down. And, and, yeah, they, and they did. Used to be in the, yeah, and they used to be in the league as well. What's crazy about LSU Eunice is that they've played three one-run games all year. Yeah, they're killing three. people. Yeah. yeah, yeah, three one-run games. I mean, to be 37-0 and in baseball is just mind-boggling. I mean, you know what, how, how hard it is oh, day in and day out to, no doubt. to produce like that. But to have three one-run games the entire year, you've got to mm-hmm. be kidding me. Yeah, that's just absolutely crazy. To, to even fathom the thought. I mean, baseball is such that you, you know, that's, that's virtually impossible. I mean, Eunice scored three in the first yesterday, and then they scored two in the third. And, you know, it was tough to come back for that for uh, the Dolphins in that game, and, they've got, and they're going to have to find their way back. Uh, you know, Delgado scored on home runs by Brock Slayton and Tyler Cook in the game yesterday, but they're going to have to do it good. And Carson Moore, who's a really good pitcher, you know, took the loss for Delgado. Look, he pitched very well. You know, the problem was that, Delgado made, you know, four errors in the game, which is very unusual for the Dolphins. And you, uh, three errors. You can't do that against this team because Lore, you know, he gave up six runs, but only three were earned. He walked no one and struck out eight. And he's pitched that way all season long. Well, he's been, it, he's been really good. Plus, plus, Kenny, you watch these guys every day. I mean, yeah. his ball moves, okay? And, and to me, I mean, the guy's been really good. He works incredibly quickly. And incredibly effectively, and you hate to to lose a, a performance when you got your best guy on your first game. But look, they're going to have to come back and play well today. We'll see what happens. Meanwhile, Nunez Community College playing Baton Rouge Community College this weekend in the Region 23 series, and and obviously that's important. Delgado certainly is the favorite there. They're undefeated in the region, but Nunez is continuing to improve. Uh, Baton Rouge a big rival, so that's the other series going on uh, involving uh, teams from this area on the junior college level and you know we should also make sure that we give you know some love to Loyola the Wolfpack ranked 12th in the nation in the NAIA ranks 24 and 15 9 and 6 in uh, you know the Southern States Athletic Conference as we speak but struggling of late they've lost four straight Uh, and so they got to find a way overcome that got beat by Middle Georgia State yesterday uh, 14 to 3 but they have played well this season. The underlying story there, Ed, is how much longer is Loyola going to be an NAIA school? I am I know you know things, I know things, and I believe that there, is, there will be an effort at the very least, especially with a new person running the university, uh, to move uh-huh. up to, to the Division II ranks of the NCAA. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a smart move if they do. Um, I think it's something that they, they need to continue to build on and improve on. You know, because the one thing is, is that if you look at what they've done, they've got consistent excellence across the board. And uh, I think there's a spot for them. And, and frankly, uh, UNO not performing at a high level, all right, only helps a school uh, like Loyola. And everyone would say, well, how are they connected? Well, when, when you're fighting for attention in a big city, yeah, you know, I, I – if. If one school is getting it done and the other one is struggling, I, I think it makes a big difference. And I think that I think the time is ripe, uh, you know, for Loyola. And I think that, uh, 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 to me, having a Division One athletic program mm-hmm. would help their enrollment tremendously. 
And, you know, I think it's something that they ought to work to. They've obviously improved so much to be a, a really good NAIA school. They, they, are, a, they are a very uh, good athletic program on that level. And I think there's a lot of room for growth there. I really do. And the one thing I think, Kenny, that's fair, up until recently, with Tulane's success in football, has, has changed that dynamic a little bit. But since Katrina, Tulane and UNO have both struggled. Would you agree? Yes. Yes, I, and look, I think certainly UNO has, yes. Yeah, and, and that rivalry, that rivalry that used to – they don't even play in basketball, all right? And that rivalry that used to burn so hot in baseball. If you went to a Tulane-UNO baseball game, there were at least two or 3,000 people in the stands. Not anymore. And, you know, people can, people can blame it on the Pelicans or – I don't know, blame it on whatever. But I, I just think there's a window of opportunity for a school who wants to do that right. I really do. All right, 504-260-1061. Brian's been waiting in Metairie. Brian, thanks for your patience. Welcome to the 3 Tailgater Show. Good morning. Uh, good morning, guys. Um, two random questions, uh, and pardon me for being a little, maybe a little naive on this. and You can certainly answer them later in the show. Um, is it time to, to consider trading Zion? I know it sounds crazy. Um, that's the first question. Um, yeah. And what's what's really behind the injury? And, you know, I've seen broken legs heal faster. And the second one, um, I'm a Tampa Bay Rays fan. Um, yeah. Oh, boy. They're undefeated yeah. as, as yep. well as last night. I'm not sure. And yes, I really they are. like the team. I just wanted your opinion on, on those two topics, and I'll, I'll hang up and listen. Thank you. All right, good. You got it. Thank you, Brian. We'll address Zion right after the break because we're going to talk about the Pelicans extensively. But – the Rays are 7-0. and And, you know, I got, you know, to be uh, a fan of the Rays and pretty close to them when my friend Jim Hickey was there for many years as the pitching coach. He's now with the Washington Nationals. So I got to understand their whole approach. You know, Jack Cresson worked there too, and I know Jack very well and a friend. And the Rays, they have done it incredibly well. They've done it, I think, personally, better than any other organization in Major League Baseball because they've done it with a very low budget. They've done it with very few fans. They've done it in the worst ballpark in the league, in the, in the majors, really. Well, you can argue maybe better than Oakland uh, because it's indoors at the very least. And, and they win consistently. I mean, they are, they are either in the postseason every year or they have a winning record every year. And how do they do it? Very, very good farm system, very smart financial management, and very good deal-making. I mean, all these things have been part of what they've done. I mean, they, lose, they, they develop these players, Ed, and then they leave for greener pastures all the time, kind of like the A's did for years, too. Finally caught up with the A's, but it hasn't caught up with the Rays. Tampa Bay's hit 18 home runs already this year. So, I mean, that is, uh, that's impressive. Obviously, and you know, in terms of the team themselves, you got to, you know, you got to have pitching. Zach Eflin, you know, has done a good job. Harold Ramirez uh, has hit the ball very well. You know, then of course you got Rosarina, who's a good player. You know, Manuel Margot is a good player. Wander Franco is a good player. You know, they got guys that maybe the average fan doesn't know about or pay much attention to, but they just continue mm -hmm. to get it done. Taylor Walls has played well for them at second mm -hmm. base. You know, I mean, 
again, they're a no-name bunch because people don't pay attention to them. Uh, they don't get the recognition they deserve, but they they do this every year. This is a competitive, tough team, you know, and they they like this every year. And they're in a division with the the monoliths, you know, with the Yankees and the Red Sox. Red Sox are not that team right now, but over the years they have been, and they've spent a ton of money. And the Yankees uh, spend money like crazy, as you know, and and they haven't had a losing season in forever. And the Orioles have stepped up; they're good. And then, of course, there's Toronto, who's lights out. They're really good. So it's an incredibly difficult division. But I have so much admiration for the Rays organization and what they've done and how they've done it over a long, extended period of time. Well, the one thing that's interesting is is that they have invested some money in some of those young guys. They paid Wander Franco. Mm -hmm. uh, they, gave him, they gave him a pretty nice contract. But if you look, you look at their pitching staff, I mean – how many people outside of outside of baseball fans really know who Shane McClanahan is? Yeah, exactly. He's, he's really good. I mean, there's there's no doubt about that. You know, uh, Rasmussen's pitching well. Uh, I mean, they've got they got a bunch of guys who are who are, who are good. But it's it's kind of amazing that every year they, you know, they're not gonna they're, their payroll is about seventy million, seventy eighty million, I think, somewhere around there. Um, which is uh, pretty amazing when you consider uh, what other people are spending, like the Mets. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and I find it interesting that the Rays are 7-0 and and the Pirates are 5-2. and Yeah, Pirates are playing well, too. I was going to bring that up. That's early, but yeah. still, that's, right. that's, that's encouraging. I mean, look, Yandy Diaz has played really well. Isaac Paradis has played really well. I mean, I could go on and on. They've got a bunch of guys mm -hmm. playing at a high level. I mean, you look at their numbers right now, you know, Walls hitting 333, Josh Lowe hitting 429, Arozarena hitting 360, Siri hitting 318, Paradis hitting 318, you know, uh, Luke Rayleigh hitting 308, Wander Franco hitting 379. I mean, they're, they're just hitting the cover off the ball thus far on the season. And when, you know, you look at their pitching, I mentioned Eflin, he's 2 0, and McClanahan's been really good. And, and Jeffrey Springs was outstanding in his one start. Rasmussen is good. Uh, we already know that. You know, and they're getting solid bullpen contributions. And again, if you name a lot of these names, most people that pay any attention to Major League Baseball, they don't know who these guys are. <laughs> but that's what the Rays are. They have been this team for many years. They built this, you know, in the early 2000s when Joe Madden and Jim Hickey were there. And they, you know, they got to the World Series, lost to the Phillies. And, you know, they had star power at that point. And those guys all left because they couldn't pay them. And all they did was rebuild with smart moves, intelligent signings, you know, at not expensive prices, and then really good drafting and development. So just a combination of all those things. And it's impressive because even at 7-0, and you'd be hard-pressed to find a crowd there of 25,000. So, I mean, that's, I mean, I'm just telling, I'm just speaking. I've been there, done that, okay? I've been in I understand, but you realize how hideous that is? Yeah, it you is. Have to say that that's hideous. Okay, it is. Yeah, that's hideous. I, well, you I mean, know. Major League Baseball strongly considered the Rays yeah. wanted to split games between you know uh, Montreal, Tampa, and Montreal, Tampa yeah. Bay. Yeah, I mean that's how bad it is. You know how far Montreal, you know yeah. Quebec, Ontario, Canada is from Tampa, Florida. I mean, that's mm -hmm. how bad it is. And well, Kenny, they could always move to Jerry Park. Oh yeah, the Jerry Park does that still exist? I thought they probably. Tore I have it down, no but, idea. They yeah. probably tore it down, but yeah. I have I have no clue. Yeah, but I mean that's how bad 
things are. I mean, and it's ridiculous because they were locked into this long-term lease, I think through 2027, you know, with the TROP, you know, uh, Tropicana Field. And it's unfortunate. Did you do that arena football game there with me way back when? At Tropicana Field? I did. Did you not? I did. There you go. I did. Remember that? They that, first opened the place. First yeah. opened the place, and we did an arena football game there. So Right. And uh, what was amazing was is that when we, when we got there, I don't know if you remember, but when we got there, the first thing that was, that was in the Tampa Bay Times was that they were trying to move the club, to, the, the White Sox down there. Remember yes. that? All of that you was going well. on? Absolutely, yes. I was, like, I was like, you know, but the thing about it is you go to the stadium. Mm-hmm. And you compare it every every dome stadium I go to, I compare yeah. to the Superdome. Yeah. Okay. Every one I walk in a dome stadium, I compare it to the Superdome. Now, there's a lot more stadiums now that have a, a tremendous amount of amenity. Uh, 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 I mean, not amenity, mm-hmm. uh, amenities, amenities uh, and all yeah. that stuff going on. But I, I walked in there and I was like, man, this this place is. This place is dank, okay? It's it's not a great place. And I don't think it's changed a whole lot. No, it hasn't. Plus, plus it's so far up. away from the city, too. It is. It's in St. Pete, and it's across the bay. And they put pig on a lipstick, but that, I mean, they put lipstick on a pig, I should say, and that's kind of what they've done. I mean, that's all you can do with it. It is a dark place, which affects opposing teams when they come in there. They have to adjust, Ed. It's darker in there, and then you got the ceiling where the ball gets lost in the wider ceiling, kind of like we used to see at the Humphrey Metrodome back in the day. And on top of that, balls fairly frequently hit the, the framework of the ceiling in that building, and they have ground rules for all of those things when they do. And I've seen them in person when it's happened. You know, one is a double, one's a home run, you know what I mean? Uh, it's dead balls, it's crazy, but that's... Mm-hmm. It's what they live in. And for them to do what they're doing consistently as an organization and motivate players when they don't have the fan base, when they don't have the, the money and everything else is just incredibly impressive. You know, it's an easy franchise to like. That's kind of who they are. That's kind of what they are. They're, they're really the, you know, the A's. The A's were like that. Everybody knows about Billy Bean and Moneyball. The A's were like that forever. It finally caught up with the A's, what, about three years ago? They're not competitive anymore. Tampa Bay is still competitive. They're still good. Well, if the A's if the A's moved to Las Vegas, they would definitely yeah. be competitive. Oh, I absolutely. Think that's going to happen. At some, I do too. I think that's going to happen at some point. And I mean, it should. It's, it's got I mean, to. frankly, yes. it, frankly, I've been to I've been to the Coliseum for, to baseball games three times. Of course, we were out there for a Saints game when there was an NFL facility. But uh, it's I mean it's ridiculous, you know, to to still be doing that. Look, I mean. Oakland had Golden State Warriors for all those years. They didn't do anything with that building, which is right there, right next to the baseball facility as well. And they finally lost that. And San Francisco built a new arena for the Warriors. And the baseball team, it looks like, is going to go the same way. So the city of Oakland will be without any uh, franchises, is my guess, in the very near future. But, you know, again, you know, you, you have to have uh, the proper facilitation. And I'm not one of those that advocates holding a city hostage for, for facilities, but, you know, you've got to be, it's a competitive, uh, it's a competitive entity. There are other cities that would love to have these teams. I wish New Orleans would possibly be in that mix for Major League Baseball, but I think those days have long since gone, and there's just not enough uh, interest here or money to be able to pursue that, and there's no, nobody that's willing to do that. Las Vegas has stepped up in every sport to get franchises, and I think that's, that's probably the likelihood of where the A's end up. But, Brian, good, uh, 
Good question, and hope we answered that pretty good. We are going to answer the Pelicans' question about Zion and the Pelicans because we're going to talk about that next, and we're going to talk about it extensively. And your calls are welcome at 504-260-1061. That's 504-260-1061. Just getting rolling here with the Three Tailgater Show. He's Ed. I'm Ken. Rudy's our producer. Happy Easter to you, one and all. Back in just a moment here on Nash Icon, 1061 FM, and at NashFM1061.com. If you're shopping for Easter, Kohl's is unmatched. To prep for the celebrations, I treated myself to a few Sephora beauty must-haves. Plus, I found great basket stuffers for my girls and got an extra 40% off cute outfits for them to wear to Sunday brunch and all spring long. Oh, and I got an extra 15% off. So take it from me. You need to hop over to Kohl's right now. Select styles. Offers end April 8th. Sephora coupons and Kohl's cash do not apply. See store or Kohl's.com for details. If you want to be treated right, you go to Bergeron. Bergeron will give you the best deal. You just know you can trust these people. They're from here. They get me. You know, buying a car doesn't have to be a scary experience. It's anything but a Bergeron. Everybody knows that. Everybody. I grew up with a Bergeron. I went to school with a Bergeron. This is the fourth car I've bought from here. That makes me a Bergeron. I'm a Bergeron. I'm a Bergeron. I'm a bourgeois. Get out of here. I'm a Bergeron. Everybody knows a Bergeron. Bergeron Automotive on Veterans in Metairie. For the ones finding new ways to ensure the job always gets done. For the ones wearing many hats. For the ones who are hands-on, even from far away. And the ones keeping business moving forward. We are Granger, Offering professional-grade industrial supplies, plus real-time product availability and access to experts ready to answer your toughest questions. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Prescription products require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if a prescription is appropriate. Restrictions apply. See website for full details and important safety information. Subscription required. Hey guys, did you know there's a generic form of Viagra that works just the same but is 90% cheaper? And you can get it online? Go to 4 slash joy. At Hims, you'll get a free medical consultation and discreet shipping if prescribed. You'll love your results. To start your free online visit, go to 4 slash joy. That's F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash J-O-Y. I thought learning a language would be too much work, but Babbel makes learning fun. J'aime Babel. Babbel's lessons only take 10 or 15 minutes, and soon you turn and realize, hey, I'm starting to speak another language. How'd that happen? Babbel isn't robots talking. You learn words and phrases from real native speakers. I was ready for real-life conversations in just a few weeks. So easy. Go to Babbel.com to try for free. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. Babbel.com. Suburban Roofing and Siding, 861 Roof, locally owned and operated, fully licensed and insured, has been re-roofing South Louisiana for over a decade. Suburban Roofing is one of only 6% of roofing contractors nationwide, certified by shingle manufacturers. My good friend Marty Scoggins is honest and reliable and stands behind all of Suburban Roofing's quality workmanship. Suburban Roofing skilled crews are experts in all types of roofs. Trust a Louisiana company with local referrals, not a storm chaser with your re-roofing needs. Don't sign that contract till you call Suburban Roofing and Siding at 861 Roof. That's 861 76 Here's a message just for the attorneys out there. So you passed the bar, joined a firm, or even built your own. Now are you finding out that you're doing more administration than actual law practice? Lexicon can help. Lexicon is a legal technology provider with over a decade of experience streamlining administrative tasks like timekeeping, billing, and more. So you can focus on maximizing billable hours and increasing client satisfaction. Call 855-4-LEXICON or visit lexiconservices.com slash go to learn more. Do you hear that? 
Asthma triggers are everywhere, from dust mites, pet dander, and pollen, to smog and smoke. An asthma attack can strike anywhere, anytime. Be prepared with quick-acting Primatine Mist, clinically proven to open airways quickly. It's the number one FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over-the-counter. Primatine Mist. Breathe easy again. Use as directed. Just tuning in? We're just getting started with the Three Tailgaters Show on 106.1 Nash Icon, NashFM1061.com, and through CrescentCitySports.com. What are you waiting for? Call 504-260-1061 to talk all sports all the time. Now back to Ken Trahan and Ed Daniels. The New Orleans Pelicans toughed one out last night, did what they had to do in a 113-105 win over the New York Knicks. Yes, the Knicks were without Julius Randle. Yes, they were without Jalen Brunson. Yes, they were without Mitchell Robinson. But it's an NBA game, as Willie Green said afterwards. I mean, these, it's tough to win, and these are NBA players, and they come at you. And the Knicks, when they're healthy, Knicks are a good team. Eastern Conference is going to be a real battle. The same is true in the West, for that matter, because Milwaukee's really good, Boston's really good, Philadelphia's really good, Cleveland's good, and the Knicks are good. That's going to be a battle. Of course, in the West, the Pelicans with the win clinched a winning season, the first in five seasons for New Orleans. They're now 42-39. and 39. They kept themselves in the eight spot uh, for the playoffs. They're not uh, secured in eight because the Timberwolves are only one back in the loss column. They have two to play with two days left, so they play them back-to-back. And, of course, the Pelicans finish at Minneapolis against the Timberwolves on Sunday. So either a Timberwolves loss or a Pelicans win would secure the at least the eighth spot for New Orleans. Of course, they're currently tied for seventh with the Lakers, are the Pelicans, but that means they're eighth because the Lakers won the season series. And the Clippers are a half game ahead of the Pelicans with two to play. The Warriors are a game ahead of the Pelicans now, but they only have one game to play. So, Ed, right now, the odds are that the Pelicans will be in the play-in. It's not definite, but it's likely. And I think we saw evidence of why last night, because these other teams are competing with, they're all in, and they're playing teams that are not all in. Phoenix played a whole backup lineup last night against the Lakers. Sacramento played a whole backup lineup against Golden State, just basically handing them victories. So those teams are playing for something, the others aren't. By the way, Oklahoma City's in, and the 10 spot is a play-in team, and the disaster that is Dallas is out. And I do mean disaster in Dallas. Now there's rumors about Luka Doncic wanting out. You know, Kyrie Irving, you really think he's going to go back there? They traded away, you know, Finney Smith and Dinwiddie to get Irving, and they're going to probably have nothing to show for it. They let Jalen Brunson get away after last year. You know, they tried Porzingis, and then they let him get away. I mean, Dallas is a disaster. I mean, that's just amazing how they've messed that thing up, and, you know, they can't put Mm -hmm. enough talent around Doncic, a transcendent player, to be successful. But more on that in a moment. But as far as the Pelicans are concerned, uh, last night, hey, uh, I was there. It was tough. Uh, they found a way to get it done. And here's the deal, as I wrote at CrescentCitySports.com. Last night was all about the 2021 draft. Trey Murphy at number 17, Herb Jones at number 35. Those two guys won the game for them last night. Clear as day. Murphy with 31. Jones was just 
being Herb Jones, seven for seven from the field, including one, one for one from three-point range. Great defensive plays. Great assist in the clutch to Larry Nance. Block shot, shot when it mattered. Block shot when it mattered. He did everything to win this game. So when you talk about drafts, and we'll talk about the NFL draft coming up, you know, who had a better draft in 2021 than the New Orleans Pelicans with Trey Murphy and Herb Jones? Same year, same year, same draft. I mean, that's, that's pretty, pretty special from my perspective. That's, that's, that's amazing. And, you know, look, um, uh, both of those guys have really uh, uh, stepped it up. I mean, Trey Murphy, you can tell. You can just look at a guy when he's playing with confidence. And he came into this league as a reputation as a three-point shooter. And he's so much more than that now. He's taken the ball to the basket with authority. I mean, it, you, you could just see it last night. Uh, it was a fun atmosphere. It was great to be there and, and to be watching that game. And, um, you know, it, I, it, was just, it was just a fun atmosphere. And it's fun to watch those guys play. And they, and they play with a lot of passion. And, uh, you know, I thought one of the coolest things of the night was the ovation that Josh Hart got when he, when he came yes. on the floor. Yeah, it I was thought really that nice. was really cool. Yeah, really cool. I, I was I was really a, a nice moment, and he smiled, and you know, uh, you can tell he's still very close to his former teammates because Trey Murphy blocked his shot at one point, and and they started he started a jibber jabbering with him, and then they yeah. laughed at each other. Yeah, I mean it was just it was just fun to see. It was a it was a it was a great night, and there's no doubt that the Pelicans had an incredible draft. But you know, um, Trey Murphy has been awesome. And so is Herb Jones. And Herb Jones is one of those rare guys that he doesn't need the basketball to be effective. And, and for the guy to take – the guy to score 15 points on seven shots from the field, it's pretty awesome. Yep. He, he just plays within himself and plays within the team concept at all times. You know, the previous game he went off, what, 35-36, you know, in that incredible overtime went over Memphis because they kept leaving him alone. I don't think people are going to leave him alone now. He hits a big three last night when it matters as well. He made every big play, every big play down the stretch, which I detailed in my story at CrescentCitySports.com. You know, Jones, with the game on the line, first he assisted Brandon Ingram on a 14-footer to give New Orleans a 99-98 lead with 540 to play. Then down by one, 100-99, he makes a jumper to give the Pelicans a 101-100 lead with 450 to play. Then up by three, he nails that corner three-pointer to give the Pelicans a 109-103 lead with a minute 40 to play. Then with 40.1 seconds left, he penetrates and makes that perfect pass to Larry Nance Jr. for a layup to give the Pelicans a 111-105 lead. And then for good measure, put it away with 30.1 seconds left. He blocks Emmanuel Quickly's nine-footer and rebounded the ball as well to clinch the victory. I mean, he did everything when it mattered most for this team last night. Everything. Well, and I think when you when you look at the immediate future here, let's let's look at it. I think Golden State's going to win at Portland, right? Absolutely. All right. I think the Spurs are. I mean, the, the Timberwolves are going to beat the Spurs today in San Antonio. Absolutely. So it's going to come down to uh, tomorrow's game, um, and I think the Lakers will beat Utah. So uh, yeah, it'll, uh, it'll, I think Utah's, it'll Utah's quitting. Utah's quitting. Yeah, yeah. Right. So I think it'll come down to. Um, Sunday at 2.30. And yep. they'll either be the 8 or they'll be the 9. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I just don't think that uh, any of those other teams are going to win that you just mentioned. 
San Antonio, right. Utah, Portland, I don't think they're winning a game. I just don't. Right. And the only the only advantage maybe the Pelicans will have is is that they're in Minnesota today and yes. and, and they're waiting and the and the Timberwolves have to play a back. Have to play. That's yeah. right. That's right. And I think that is a definite uh that's a definite advantage. Pelicans have been on the other end of that a lot. But this you know year, what? So. How good is that though? If you if you have to if you have if you're the eighth and you go to and you go to lose to the seven, then but you can still come back and play either either Minnesota or Oklahoma City at home. Yeah, it's, it's awfully good, huh? Yeah. So I mean, look, you know, are you a fan of the play-in? Uh, no, I'm not. No, I'm not either. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I just think. I understand the motivation for it. I get it. And it keeps more teams involved and it creates more fan interest. And I guess from that perspective, it's yeah. good. I just think you earn, I just think you earn a playoff spot, you know, and, or you don't. And that's I, I, I And I, I think eight it. teams from each conference, I think that's plenty of teams to make the playoffs. Yes. You know, and, and getting back to the caller's question uh, a um, little while ago. Which is our yeah. next topic, yeah. of course. Tra- trading Zion. Uh, I don't know how you trade a player and get anything near his value for the contract he has in the game, in the amount of games he's played in the NBA. I, look, I mean, I don't know what else to say about this. I mean, frankly, tired of talking about it, tired of talking about him, and I don't mean that negatively toward him, but, you know, the guy can't play. He can't get on the floor. I mean, you know, people keep asking the questions, how in the world does a hamstring last this long? I don't know. I mean, you can't answer that, and neither can I. And they're not going to answer it. All they're going to do is give you those ambiguous updates, right? And that's, that's kind of, I think that's the perfect description. They, they just, you know, he continues his rehab and will be reevaluated, right? Whatever. I mean, that, I don't know what else. Means he's not, the only thing that he's means not ready. he's not close to bearing. Yeah. That's right. He's not ready. And... When he ever, I mean, first we thought, hey, maybe there's a chance he'll play in the game in Minnesota, you know, to give them a, give him a chance to get indoctrinated and ready for the postseason. Then we said, oh, but he'll be back for the postseason. Uh, no, certainly not the play-in. Now the, the word is, well, maybe if they get past the play-in and get in the playoffs, he'll be back. Don't count on that. I mean, seriously. Right. How many times are you going to, uh, you know, get your hopes up and then be disappointed? And, look, we all like the young man. He's a nice young man. His ability is off the charts, obviously. He just can't get on the court. And, the, and I mean, we're talking about a player that's, you know, we're not talking about a first- or second-year player. We're talking about a player that's, that's been here, you know, and a player that's done that, and a player that's played far less than 50% of his games. So, again, you know, 114 games he's played in. Four years in the league, 114 games played in. And, of course, all but one of those years was an 82-game schedule, so you can do the math. He's barely played a season season and a half in four years. I mean, that's it. So, down the road, yeah, would you consider trading him? Sure, if he's not going to be on the floor and if somebody's willing to pay a price, but you know who's going to be willing to pay a hefty price for a guy that you can't count on? So, it's frustrating as can be. I don't know the answers. I don't know why these injuries linger. People want to point at the player uh, wanting to be 100% rather than going out and playing for his team. Others want to point at the medical staff, whatever the case may be. I don't know, and I know you don't either. No. I mean, I, I, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, it, but when you talk about, you, you talk about less than 30 games a season over four years, 
I mean, yeah. you got it's a serious question to wonder if he'll ever, ever, okay, ever be yep. able to play 65 yep. or 70 games in a no year. No doubt. Nope, I couldn't agree more. All right, we owe you a break. We'll take that here. 504 260 1061. Free Gator Show. Back in a moment here on Nash Icon 1061 FM and at NashFM1061.com. Demand different. Demand Dudley DeBosier. Imagine this. You've been hurt in a car crash, but the insurance company only offers you pennies on the dollar for what you need for your injuries. You realize you should have called a lawyer, but how can you afford one now? At Dudley DeBosier, that call is free, and we are the only law firm in the state with the no-fee guarantee. That means you pay us nothing, no fees, no costs, or expenses unless we get you money. That's the Dudley DeBosier difference. Call 504-444-4444. Chad Dudley, New Orleans. LA 22-1357. Do you have tax anxiety? That nervous feeling when you realize it's tax time again, but you don't know how much it could cost you? Don't wait until the last minute to file. Liberty Tax will help you get your maximum refund at our lowest possible price. Our professional services start at just $69. Start your taxes today online at libertytax.com or schedule an in-person appointment with one of our local tax offices. Offer ends April 18th, 2023. Valid at participating locations. Terms and conditions apply. See website or office for details. Are you working way too hard for way too little? There's never been a better time to consider a career in IT. You could enjoy a recession-resistant career in a rewarding field with plenty of growth opportunities and often flexible work environments. Go to My Computer Career and take the free career evaluation. You could start your new career in months, not years. Take classes online or on campus. And financial aid is available to qualified students, including the GI Bill. Now is the time. MyComputerCareer.edu. Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, voted the number one restaurant in Metairie by TripAdvisor. A place where you can enjoy a great meal with family or hanging out with friends watching the game. A mouthwatering menu that has something for everyone. Amazing cocktails and an incredible beer selection. TVs everywhere. You'll never miss a play. Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant is unique. The perfect combination of Louisiana sports culture and authentic Louisiana cuisine. Order online for delivery at BobbyAbears.com. Open seven days a week for lunch and dinner at 4101 Veterans at Lake Villa. Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant. So good. Chase loves soccer. I'm Chase Greer and I'm 12 years old. And his dream is to turn pro. That's why Chase and his family make sure he's always having fun and squeezing out his best with Go-Go Squeeze. Okay, buddy, let's break for a Go-Go Squeeze. Go-Go Squeeze Fruit on the Go pouches are a nutritious snack made from 100% fruit with no sugar added. That's my boy! Because when you nurture your kids, you squeeze out the best in them. Squeeze out the best with Go-Go Squeeze. Not a low-calorie food. Products range from 11 to 13 grams of sugar and 60 to 70 calories per serving. I thought learning a language would be too much work, but Babbel makes learning fun. J'aime Babel. Babbel's lessons only take 10 or 15 minutes, and soon you turn and realize, hey, I'm starting to speak another language. How'd that happen? Babbel isn't robots talking. You learn words and phrases from real native speakers. I was ready for real-life conversations in just a few weeks. So easy. Go to Babbel.com to try for free. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. Babbel.com. This is Kevin Mamahat. For most of us, the largest single purchase we'll ever make is when buying a home. That's why thousands of homeowners each year choose to protect their largest investment with Rhino Shield. Rhino Shield is the only international architectural ceramic coating that gives residential and commercial owners peace of mind. Along with our 25-year warranty, our ceramic coating reflects the ultraviolet rays we experience here in Louisiana, Mississippi, and Alabama, keeping your home cooler with less strain on your air conditioner. And it's more affordable than you think. So give us a call for your free estimate 
504-407-2222 or visit rhinoshieldmidsouth.com. Call now and you can get the guaranteed protection of Rhino Shield for 20% off the regular price. 407-2222 or visit rhinoshieldmidsouth.com. Don't paint, don't rhino, go Rhino Shield. Never paint your house again. Rhino Shield. You want the total sports package? Let's talk prep, college, pro, all sports, all the time. You get it all from the three tailgaters on 1061 Nash Icon, NashFM1061.com, and through CrescentCitySports.com with Ken and Ed. Give us a call, 504-260-1061. And every segment to put a wrap on the Zion discussion. Look, uh, we just sit and wait. He's on the bench watching every game, enthusiastically supporting his teammates, and obviously has had some working that he's done, three-on-three and otherwise, but he's clearly not ready to play. And again, there's also the chemistry issues if you do bring him back. So, and I think the ultimate conclusion is simple, and that is don't count on him at all this season, no matter how long it lasts. Agree? Okay, I don't know if Ed's hearing me there or not, but look, bottom line is don't expect him to play. I mean, I, I think if you take it, you know, anything, yeah. anywhere beyond that, you just can't expect him to play. It's that simple. Right. Uh, I, I think there's, there's no expectation there. And um, I, I, don't know, I don't know what to say moving forward. And I don't really know what the Pelicans can do about this situation. I mean, they're kind of boxed in, don't you think? Yeah. I mean, the player dictates, you know, what he can do and what he can't do, and whether he's going to play or he's not going to play. And I don't know if it's a tolerance for pain, but let's be honest about this. This is not one injury. It's a plethora of injuries that he's dealt with over the course of time. And, you know, again, you, you talk about it all the time, the guys you can depend on, the guys you can't depend on, the guys that are chronically injured, or, they, or if they have one lingering problem, as some people do, his is, is multifaceted. So, again, I just think and a lot of people speculated when he came into the league, he's got a body type that won't sustain the rigors of the league with how he plays, and maybe, just maybe, that's turning out to be the case. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, look, uh, you know, it, it's interesting. You go back and, and look at that draft. I mean, you know, the, the guy who's been the most productive player in that draft has been, um, has been John Morant. But he's having some off-the-court issues that are extremely well-documented. And it looks like right now the safest pick in that entire draft was R.J. Barrett, at least out of the top guys. Yeah, he's a good player. Though he went yeah. 0 for 9 from three-point range last night. so Yeah, uh, I mean, you know, he's still finding a way to score, though. Because he does. He's, he's, such, a, he's such a talented player, and he's yes, good he around is. the basket. Good player indeed. All right, the first hour is done. We'll take a brief time out, 504-260-1061. Second hour begins. Touch on the Mavericks in Oklahoma City when we return briefly and college basketball transfer as well. Then we'll get into the Saints NFL draft and more and whatever you'd like to discuss at 504 260 1061. Happy Easter weekend. Ken and Ed back with our second hour in just a moment here on Nash Icon 1061 FM and at NashFM1061.com. With over 15 acres of cars and trucks at the Lamarck Automotive Complex, there must be a reason. Buying a new car shouldn't be complicated. That's why our expert staff is here to help. 
I've been selling new Ford cars and trucks since 1970. It's over 50 years. Wow, there must be a reason. With your lifestyle and budget in mind, our finance team works hard to be the best in the business. Only at Lamarck Ford, at the Lamarck Automotive Complex. There must be a reason. When the final horn blows at the Allstate Sugar Bowl, the action is just beginning as another jam-packed year of Sugar Bowl activity lies just ahead. With over 55 annual events, including all Louisiana high school state championships, the Sugar Bowl support of amateur athletics adds up to big fun and big dollars for our economy. From the Crescent City Classic to lacrosse, sailing, basketball, and more, the Sugar Bowl has something for most everyone. For more on the great things the Sugar Bowl is doing, log on to AllstateSugarBowl.org. Sponsored by Allstate, Taco Bell, and Dr. Pepper. Hey, sports fans, this is Louisiana State Treasurer John Schroeder. Teamwork is critical to success. This is why my team at Unclaimed Property wants to return your cash to you. Right now, there are over $1 billion that belong to Louisiana citizens. Unclaimed Property has lost or forgotten money from bank accounts, stocks, bonds, wages, insurance, and investment payouts never received. But don't worry, the Louisiana Treasury team is here to help. We've found your money and want to return it to you. Visit lacashclaim.org for your cash. If you want to be treated right, you go to Bergeron. Bergeron will give you the best deal. You just know you can trust these people. They're from here. They get me. You know, buying a car doesn't have to be a scary experience. It's anything but a Bergeron. Everybody knows that. Everybody. I grew up with a Bergeron. I went to school with a Bergeron. This is the fourth car I've bought from here. That makes me a Bergeron. I'm a Bergeron. I'm a Bergeron. I'm a bourgeois. Get out of here. I'm a Bergeron. Everybody knows a Bergeron. Bergeron Automotive on Veterans in Metairie. Billy, your gas light's on. We need to stop and fill up. No way, Jen. Gas around here is too expensive. We can make it a little further. Billy, listen to your big sister. You don't need to drive all over searching for the lowest gas prices. Do what I do and use Upside. Upside? Do you live under a rock, Billy? Upside is the hottest cashback app out there. It's free to download, and you get real cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. I use it all the time, and I've already made around 200 bucks. You can make that kind of cash back just for buying the gas you have to buy anyway. Yes, I'm looking at the Upside app now, and there's a gas station at the next exit offering 25 cents per gallon cash back. Okay, I'm stopping to download Upside and fill up my tank. Download the free Upside app now to earn cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code MOST to get an extra 25 cents per gallon on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank, to PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code MOST for a 25 cents per gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code MOST for a 25 cents per gallon bonus. Top service. Locally owned. Outstanding deals conveniently located professionals motivated to sell where the customer comes first that describes the experience at premier automotive group where you'll find the best prices anywhere on toyota honda nissan and kia premier automotive offers a warranty for life on its vehicles and a money-back guarantee visit my friend troy duhan in one of his outstanding dealerships toyota of new orleans i-10 service road near bullard in new orleans east premier honda at the i-10 service road at bullard premier nissan at veterans in metairie and premier kia at veterans in kenner Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, voted the number one restaurant in Metairie by TripAdvisor. A place where you can enjoy a great meal with family or hanging out with friends watching the game. A mouth-watering menu that has something for everyone. Amazing cocktails and an incredible beer selection. TVs everywhere. You'll never miss a play. Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant is unique. The perfect combination of Louisiana sports culture and authentic Louisiana cuisine. Order online for delivery at BobbyAbears.com. Open seven days a week for lunch and dinner at 4101 Veterans at Lake Villa. Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant. So good. Broadcasting from the Dudley DeBosier Studios. Anytime, anywhere, smartphone, tune in radio app, we are WRKN. 
1061 Nash Icon, Picayune, New Orleans. The second hour begins. It's the Three Tailgaters Show on 1061 Nash Icon, NashFM1061.com, and at CrescentCitySports.com. Be a part of the show. Call 504-260-1061. Back to Ken Trahan and Ed Daniels. Second hour begins. Finishing up the NBA discussion, I mentioned the Dallas Mavericks early. Uh, maybe the Mavericks would be more appropriate. I mentioned some of the the lane brain moves they've made and uh, how that franchise continues to fail to get it together despite the presence of Luka Doncic. And uh, I'm, just, uh, I'm just amazed. Mark Cuban gets so much attention, but he's presided over an organization that, frankly, has, just hasn't figured it out. They haven't done it right. Well, well, Luka Doncic did not want to play for Rick Carlisle, who I think is a pretty good coach. He's a really good coach. Yeah, he's got, a, he's got an excellent, uh, excellent track record in the NBA. And also, I mean, when you look at last night, they're stu- they still have a chance for the play-in. I was going to bring it up, yeah. but go ahead. Yep. yep. Yeah, and they bench all of their guys, all right, so they don't have to give up a top-10 protected pick to the, to the Chicago Bulls. I mean, that's uh, – that's that's what it basically comes down to. Right. I mean, it, that's pretty amazing. All right. So they yeah. don't have to give the top ten pick to the Knicks, but they 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 were right there with the Bulls, so they lose to the Bulls. So uh, so they don't have to give up the pick. It's top ten protected. Yeah, I I severely question that thought process and and their approach. I mean, they didn't even try. And the kicker was they led most of the game. <laughs> And let it get away. Mm-hmm. Well, just, the, you know, here's the problem. If you're here's a fan the of the, if you're a fan of that franchise, how do right. you feel right now? Right. But here's the problem, Kenny. The bigger picture is this: the NBA regular season needs a lot of work, okay? Because right now it's not good, and the fact that so many guys rest, the fact that the the Warriors came here twice this year, and a fan paying a really good amount of money to see those games did not see Steph Curry as a problem. All right? It's a problem. And look, golf is addressing it, I, whether it's because of the Live Tour or not. The PGA is addressing it because what are they doing? They're having elevated events. You raise the purse, guess what? The top players have to play. And, and the NBA has a real credibility issue when it comes to their regular season. No doubt. Of course, the flip side of that story with Dallas is Oklahoma City. They make the playoffs. So the Thunder are in. And that in itself is quite a a testament to success because the Thunder, you know, they remember now, they lost Chet Holmgren for the entire season. The number two pick in the draft this past year and a very talented, tall player. Didn't even play this year. Missed the entire season. But here they are with Shane Gilgis-Alexander, Shea Gilgis-Alexander, and with, you know, another transcendent young player. You know, Gidney, they've got really good young players. Now, they're going to get Holmgren back. But here's the rub on that. They're in the playoffs, and here's what their future looks like. 2023 draft, they have a first-round pick. They have two second-round picks. 2024 draft, they own four first-round picks. Four. Count them. They also have a second-round pick. 2025 draft, they own three first-round picks. Count them. Three. Mm -hmm. 
and they have two second-round picks. 2026 draft, they own three first-round picks and two second-round drafts. 2027 draft, they own two first-round picks and three second-round picks. In 2028, they own a first-round pick and two second-round picks. And in 2029, they own one in each round. You talk about stockpiling the ability to get young players under contract that you can control uh, and build a franchise in substantive fashion. Oklahoma City has it set up, and they have it figured out. And they got a good young nucleus already. And they're going to get Holmgren back next year. And they're already in the play-in this year. And they got all these picks. And they're a non-revenue franchise by and large because they're a small market franchise. This is a franchise that's done it right. They've put it together. And boy, they've got a very, very promising future, Ed. Well, you know what? The same could be said of the Pelicans, especially if Zion ever got healthy. <laughs> I mean, seriously. It's, I mean, a, it's, a, it's a dark uh, cloud, man. It just hangs right. over this thing. Right, but, but what I'm saying is when you, look at, when, when you look at Brandon Ingram, Zion Williamson, Trey Murphy, Herb Jones, I mean, you got, you got four guys there who are, you know, two guys who are, who are one guy who could be a superstar, one guy who might be a superstar, another guy who's real, and two other guys who are really, really good on your team and you've got CJ McCollum. So, I mean, look to me, what we saw in late December and where the Pelicans were, um, in the, I'll give you an example. Late okay. December, I'm having this discussion with my wife. We're going on vacation in the summertime. We're trying to plan our vacation. Might be a little longer vac vacation than normal, right? We're trying to plan it. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, honey, the last day of the NBA Finals is June 18th. I don't think the Pelicans are going to be there, but you never know. That's the conversation that we were having in December. And it was legitimate because they were number one in the West. That's why. Turning the attention to the college basketball ranks, a pretty unusual move here. Jalen Cook, of course, out of Walker High School in Baton Rouge area, you know, signed with LSU uh, when, of course, the previous coach was there, who's now McNeese, and hardly played, played in 20 games, never started the game, and was a non-factor, averaging 3.1 points a game. He transfers to Ron Hunter's program at Tulane, and he thrives. Averaged 18 points in his first year at Tulane, and then this past season averaged 19.9 points per game with 4.9 assists to go along with that. And then the news comes day and a half ago or so that he's transferring and we learn that he's transferring to LSU given a new coach, Matt McMahon and a different time and circumstance. But this is a very strange move, isn't it? Well, you know, when he, when he announced he was going into portal and he's going to either transfer or he was going to be in the NBA draft, the first school I thought of was LSU because their guard play last year was terrible. And I'm not surprised. Look, Jalen Cook improved as a, as a player. He averaged 19.9. He's a really good three-point shooter. He was first team all league in the American. And the one thing that you don't know is you don't know what the, what the NIL situation is uh, with, with this deal. But – you know, I'm not surprised at all, Kenny. I, I really wasn't. And I, 
LSU was the first school I thought of when he announced he was going into portal. Yeah, me too. I, yeah, I, first, it's exactly yeah, what first, I thought. You know, and look, I understand the portal can be good, but I think it can also be bad because, look, I don't know if you saw this this morning, but Haley Van Leith, who was really good at Louisville, a, a tremendous player, is in the portal. Mm-hmm. And it's a shame to me because uh, she has such a legacy at the University of Louisville in their basketball program. And for her to up and leave, you know, I, I, there's something about it that just doesn't sit right. And, look, I know it's player freedom, and I don't have any problem with that. I mean, that's, those are the rules, and that's, that's how it is. But I think it's disappointing to see a, a player who has meant so much to a university move on and go somewhere else. I, I just it, – it, it just doesn't feel right. Does that make sense? Yeah, look, it's a, it's a double-edged sword. I mean, it works both ways. And, yes, I think the freedom is, is important, and I concur with it. But the practice, obviously, sometimes is difficult. And I think it – you know, of course, your, your own views are going to be jaded by the schools you cover or the, or the teams that you follow as a fan, obviously. In this case with Cook, it's a mixed bag because you've got Tulane losing on one end and LSU winning on the other end. So, you, you're, you know, you're happy for LSU. You're sad for Tulane. And, but, yes, when it comes to other players, each one of them is an individual situation. It's difficult, you know. Uh, Tahina well, Pumphouse well, transferring from and, Oregon. She's, she's a great player at Oregon, and she's entered right. the transfer portal too. So, right. Um, and, look, you know, Tulane was built by the portal. Jalen Forbes was at Alabama. Kevin yes. Cross was at Nebraska. That's right. So, I mean, the, the portal giveth, the portal, ta- portal taketh away. And the one thing they're going to try to do is they're going to try to sign a veteran point guard in the portal. And, and I, I get all of that. But, my, my, you know, I just – some people I, I just think belong at some places. And I just hate to see somebody go somewhere and have some success and then all of a sudden bolt. And I'm, not, I'm trying not to be judgmental because you don't know what the financial uh, piece of it is, which is incredibly important. And you, you can't turn down uh, a substantial amount of money if you, if you get it. But I'll, I'll give you an example. Michael Pratt in Florida earlier this year was a very real possibility. Mm-hmm. But, and I know there was some, some stuff done by that uh, uh, Fear of the Wave collective to, 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 to try to help him. And not, I don't know if help's the proper word, but right. to enhance his experience at Tulane. And mm-hmm. he stayed. But to me, it would have never looked right if Michael Pratt were in a uniform other than Tulane University. Because look at the legacy that he will have 20 or 30 years from now. People will still be talking about that team and the fact that he was the quarterback on it. And to me, that is something I don't think that you can put a price tag on. Yeah, listen, I mean, again, it's, it's a frustrating experience, and it's one of those things that, you know, you, you just can't uh, – you can easily speak to one side and not the other, but the fact of the matter is that the freedom exists. We advocated that based upon coaches leaving and doing what they want and based upon dollars and cents. Uh, but, again, in practice, it's going to – it's going to hurt sometimes, and it's becoming more and more widespread. So uh, just get used to it because this is going to be the new norm and you got to re-recruit your players every year. And that, that's not just for the 
mid-majors, quote-unquote, uh, that we call mid-majors, but also for the elite programs. It's part and parcel of what happens on an annual basis, and it's going to continue to happen. I guess the question is now, is Jalen Cook good SEC good now to be able to go in and back into that league and play and be a, an, a, you know, a successful player? I think he is good enough to do so. Well, I think that um, uh, he's a guy who is maybe a – uh, a double-digit scorer in the SEC. Is he going to be a 20-point-a-game scorer in the SEC? I don't think so. Do you? I don't think he's that. Uh, I think he's you know, uh-huh. he's a 10- to 12-point guy or something like that. I mean, maybe sure. even slightly more. But and look, I we wish that. him success. I mean, yes. I, I don't, you know, we, don't, we don't have any ax to grind with Jalen Cook. I just wish mm-hmm. he was still at Tulane because I think it was a really good fit for him. Yeah, it fit and very I well. And I think he they had a chance. Well. Right, and I think they had a chance next year to have a really good team and a, and a chance to go to the NCAA tournament. I don't think LSU is going to the NCAA tournament next year. No, I don't think they're – I mean, they'd have to, be, have to make an incredibly dramatic leap move from you – know, a leap, yeah, that's the right word, to be able to, right. to get to that level, especially out of that league, which is obviously a, a very good, very competitive league, so – yeah, I don't see that. I really don't see that happening. You know, uh, Renee Nato wrote a piece for uh, CrescentCitySports.com about some other LSU transfer targets uh, that they're trying to get right now. And, you know, they've already gotten, I didn't even mention Jordan Wright, of course, who's coming in from Vanderbilt. You know, Jordan was from here initially. You know, was at Archbishop Rummel, and then he moved to Baton Rouge and was at Dunham where he starred and then went to Vanderbilt and, and played well, and now he's coming home. To Baton Rouge, and you know, coming home is, I think, a little bit different when you when you're coming home. And the same thing with Jalen Cook, you know, he's from the Baton Rouge area, so there is that. And you know, there's another one, B.J. Mack of Wofford, who's named LSU about being a possible destination for himself. And this guy was a first-team All-Southern Conference player this past year, averaging 16.6 and 5.6 boards a game, and shot 49% from the field, 80% from free throw line. He's a tough duty, 6'8", 245. So, you know, there's a guy that LSU is in on, but so is Alabama, Arkansas, Iowa, and South Carolina. So we'll see uh, if that's another guy that might end up uh, with Coach McMahon in Baton Rouge. Don't know that he will, but that's one guy that certainly they are pursuing as we speak. So, yeah, it's going to continue to happen. And it's not just basketball men's and women's, but all sports, uh, where the transfer portal is going to continue to have an impact. And, yes, it's going to be positive and it's going to be negative. I mean, you're going to, it's going to be give and take every stretch of the way. The one thing that that is for certain is get used to it. It's not going anywhere, Ed. No. No, it's not. It's going to be the uh, – it's going to be the uh, – it's the norm, and that's the way it is. And, um, you know, sometimes it works out, sometimes it doesn't. I just hate to see someone who has built a legacy at a school leave it. That's all. Right. Exactly. You know. You know. Look. Saw- look. You could. You could write for another website. Okay. You could write for another website. But your legacy is what you have done with your website, with Crescent City Sports. You could. You could write for another website. All right. You could and do quite well, no doubt. But you know what? Which, what, have, what have you spent the last 15 or 20 years of your life trying to build? Yeah, 15 years now. That's right. In 2008. Right, exactly. 15 yeah. years. 
Right. So what I'm saying is, what have you spent the last 15 years of your life trying to build? You've done a very nice job doing it. That's your legacy. I just hate to see a player who has um, – and I don't think that you appreciate history until you get older. That's all. I don't think you do. Well, it's, it's pretty interesting because people have spoken about and lauded, and, I, and I'm humbled by it and appreciative of, of talking about what you and I have done here. You know, we started uh, our high school football show on Friday nights 29 years ago. We started yours like 32 years ago on television. But we also mm -hmm. started this show 29 years ago. Mm -hmm. And... And here we are, and you know Eric Asher always refers to it as the longest running show in the marketplace and such and and uh, mm -hmm. I don't know about that stuff, but I just know that it's been it's been uh, it's been fun, it's been a blessing. We hope to God willing to continue it for many years to come. but you know look, uh, Johnny Andrews and Bob Christopher had a vision, and they said, you know we would like to do something here on Saturdays, which you know we haven't done and make it a staple and do something that's consistent that that brings people to our frequency when they normally wouldn't be there. And of course, there's a heavy sports presence on you know, the, the station we're on at the time. So we did that. And the same thing with the high school show when, when nobody in radio even came close to trying to do anything of that nature. And when you look back, you can say, man, the right decision was made, obviously. But the fact that we have the opportunity to continue to do it uh, is even more special, and I was with Pat Galloway last night at the Pelicans game, and, and Pat, of course, enabled us to continue this journey in 2019, and we're incredibly grateful for that uh, to be able to do so. But fact of the matter is, it's here because uh, there's an audience for it. People do appreciate it, which we appreciate, and sponsors do too, which, of course, makes it happen. So, uh, so there's that too, and yeah, there's a reason that things last. Yeah, there's a reason Friday Night Football is around for 32 years, and uh, the original is around for 29, and the tailgater show is around for 29, and Crescent City Sports is around for 15. Nothing lasts forever, uh, but, uh, uh, but we do believe that these things have merit. We work hard at presenting them the best way we can, and we're going to continue to do that, and we're very grateful for the audience that, that allows us to do this, and, and we can't tell you how appreciative we are, and we want to continue to do that. I, I, think I've, I think I've made my statement there. Yeah. I mean, uh, again, but that, that's, what, that's what people know, all right? That's what that's they know what, about us. What they know about you, what they, what they know about yeah. you more than anything else, uh, and th th people know you for being a journalist and being a sportscaster of the year and, and doing good sportscasts. Hell, for several years, you didn't even get a chance to do a sportscast at 10 o'clock, you, know? uh, you right. know? So, But what you did do was you did Friday night football every week during the football season, 32 years running. You did other specials too, but that's what most people would associate you with. And in my case, you know, it's been different things every step of the way. Back started out the Mighty Six Ninety back in the day, number one station to market, and people associated with that for a long time. And then, of course, ending up eventually at the other frequency we talked about, and they still remembered you for that, or they remembered you for doing the Zephyrs games, or you know, they remembered you because you were at the University of New Orleans. But now, what what people would relate me to unquestionably. Uh, would be this website, Crescent City Sports, and about the high school football show. But this show, 29 years running. You know, it was, we called it the, the Tailgaters initially, and I didn't come up with the name. That was Bob Christopher. And then the two, ta <laughs> the, two tailgaters, the two Tailgaters, 
And then ultimately, you know, the three tailgaters, because we, we had Archie Manning with us for many years, and then Rick Gailey. And we kept the name the way it is because the audience is the third tailgater. And occasionally we'll bring in a third person to join us uh, on a you know, particular occasion, depending on what we're doing and where we're at. But uh, it's been fun. It really has. And hopefully we can continue to perpetuate this legacy. Yep. Well, you know what? We enjoy it. It's a lot of fun. And, you know, uh, we were joking this week. You came over to the station to tape something with me for the WGNO Sports Zone. There is no off season. Where did it go? No. I mean, no. It, you know, I'm, I'm sitting here uh, last night at, at 1 o'clock in the morning trying to do some NFL draft prep and getting ready for that. It's crazy. Yeah, very much so. All right. He's uh, Ed Daniels, that tailgater. I'm Ken Trahan, that other tailgater. You're the tailgater, too, and your calls are welcome at 504-260-1061. We'll take a time out here. When we return, we'll get into the Saints. We'll get into the NFL draft, which draws closer. We'll talk about the Zurich Classic coming up a little bit later as well. All of those things on the horizon, and we certainly hope that you are going to stay with us and continue to stay with us as we continue in just a moment with more of the Three Tailgaters show here on Nash Icon 106.1 FM and at NashFM1061.com. Life Resources Ministries exists for showing men the way, building men to spiritual maturity, and preparing God's people for service. Life Resources Ministries has Bible studies in person and via Skype throughout the metro area, along with outreaches weekly on Wednesdays at Piccadilly Cafeteria on Clearview Parkway in Metairie. There are business forums and fellowship meetings as well. Life Resources also puts on major outreach prep breakfasts with national speakers up to four to five times per year. Visit us online at liferesources.net. Life Resources Ministries, leaders investing for eternity. Dave Miet Insurance is a full-service independent insurance agency since 1958, offering auto, home, life, health, business, and commercial policies, serving the East Bank, West Bank, North Shore, South Shore, and River Parishes. Dave Miet Insurance is your one-stop insurance specialist. Call, click, or come in for a quote today at 504-556-0809 or DaveMietInsAgency.com. For the ones finding new ways to ensure the job always gets done. For the ones wearing many hats. For the ones who are hands-on, even from far away. And the ones keeping business moving forward. We are Granger, offering professional-grade industrial supplies, plus real-time product availability and access to experts ready to answer your toughest questions. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. If you're injured in a car crash, never settle for less than you deserve from the insurance company. And don't settle for just any law firm. Demand Dudley DeBosier. It's always our goal to get you the maximum compensation you deserve. And with our no-fee guarantee, you pay us nothing. No fees, no costs, or expenses unless we get you money. Call now, and we'll review your case for free. That's the Dudley DeBosier difference. Call 504-444-4444. That's 504-444-4444. Chad Dudley, New Orleans. LA 2213579. Prescription products require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if a prescription is appropriate. Restrictions apply. See website for full details and important safety information. Subscription required. Hey guys, did you know there's a generic form of Viagra that works just the same but is 90% cheaper? And you can get it online? Go to 4 slash joy. At Hims, you'll get a free medical consultation and discreet shipping if prescribed. You'll love your results. To start your free online visit, go to 4 slash joy. That's F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash J-O-Y. I thought learning a language would be too much work, but Babbel makes learning fun. 
J'aime Babel. Babel's lessons only take 10 or 15 minutes, and soon you turn and realize, hey, I'm starting to speak another language. How'd that happen? Babel isn't robots talking. You learn words and phrases from real native speakers. I was ready for real life conversations in just a few weeks. So easy. Go to Babbel.com to try for free. That's B A B B E L.com. Babbel.com. Your weekly forum for genuine, substantive talk with a focus on facts and fact based opinions. Time to share your passion on the Three Tailgaters Show here on 1061 Nash Icon. NashFM1061.com and through CrescentCitySports.com. The number to call, 504-260-1061. We'll get into the NFL draft at the top of the draft and who's going where and why, but right now we'll talk about the New Orleans Saints draft. Right now, 29th is the pick they own overall in the first round, and the mock drafts are coming out all over the place and coming out with a lot of different solutions. You know, and defensive linemen certainly figure prominently in a lot of those mock drafts. B.J. Ojolari is one of those names from LSU. He's projected as a late first-round pick or an early second-round pick, right when the Saints figure to draft. Clemson's Brian Reese is another one whose name gets linked frequently. Another one is Pittsburgh defensive tackle Kalijah Kansi, whose name comes up quite a bit too. But you can also throw in B. John Robinson, I don't think he lasts that long, the running back from Texas. And you can throw in Hendon Hooker, who visited New Orleans, who's been brought up as a wild card. I mean, those are just some names. Mm-hmm. As I tell people all the time, when you're picking as late as 29, it's a crapshoot. You're guessing because there's just too many moves to be made before then. You know, if you're a top 10 pick, you can project a guy clearly. Top 15, you got a good shot at it. But when you're picking 29th, it's kind of hard to go that deep now. There's always the real possibility of the Saints trading up, as they do frequently. But if they stay there, these are some of the names that come up. And obviously, most are defensive linemen, understandably a primary need. But we also mention a quarterback and a running back. Your thoughts? Well, I mean, uh, NFL.com, I saw one yesterday, had Cody Mock. The offensive mm-hmm. lineman from North Dakota State. North Dakota State mock. Another one that's just Mike May, Michael Mayer of Notre Dame. The tight end yeah, is another one. Tight end. And you know what? I couldn't I couldn't argue with either one of those guys. Now I don't know where they are in the Saints draft pool. Mm-hmm. Mock would surprise me a little bit because I saw people project him as a third rounder. Yes. But but he's a guy that is that has gone up the board quickly. And uh that's that's somebody the one thing that he has going for him is that when you, when you look at the, the, the criteria of what the Saints draft, he fits it in this regard. He's a four-year starter. Mm-hmm. Has a lot of experience, and they know who he is. And the Saints are not, um, you know, look at, at the criteria of a certain player. And if, if, if a player has issues, they're not going to draft him. And, um, you know, I just think it's a uh, – it's it's kind of a, it's kind of a crapshoot, but, uh, but they're all over the place. I do think they're going for a big point, though. I do not think that they're going to draft an undersized edge rusher or a wide receiver in the first round. I don't think that's going. Any of those particular names intrigue you the most? Well, 
I mean, the guy from Clemson, Kenny, yeah. was like a five-star recruit. But yeah. how well has he played Yes, yes. in his time at Clemson? Has he reached his ceiling? Was he an early bloomer? Which happens a lot in these situations. Yeah. You know, to me, when they drafted Trevor Penning, they drafted a guy who they felt they had, that, that was, had a tremendous ceiling. And you know what? I agree with them. Mm-hmm. I think Trevor Penning's going to be a great player. I do not think they're taking a quarterback, though. I mean, how can you pick Hendon Hooker in the first round when you're trying to win the NFC South this year? Right. That's right. what you drafted Derek – I mean, uh, signed Derek Carr for. I agree. You're going to try to get a player who can help you right away. I agree. On the defensive line, or you can plug in on the offensive line because mm-hmm. their offensive line, I think, is an area that needs to be addressed. I agree with you. I mean, I, I definitely agree with you. You know, and with regard to, to Brisey, I mean, the stats are very, very nominal, you know, for a top – for a top, uh, you know, quote-unquote potential draft pick. I mean, he, you know, and he played in 10 games last year. He started seven. He made 15 tackles, 15. He had three and a half sacks. Well, why is everybody so enamored with him? I guess it's all about, you know, potential rather than performance. One P word over the other. Six see, five, 300, see. looks the part, you know, whatever. See, the thing about, like, a, a B.J. Ojolari, okay, yeah, uh, this is a guy who obviously uh, passes the character test, is uh, tremendously respected at LSU, mm-hmm. and a guy that I, that has gained weight. But I, if I if I heard him right in the interview that he did on Pro Day, and I was standing right next to him, right when he talked about being 252 pounds. Yeah. Okay. I don't think the Saints are going to draft that player in the first round. I look mm-hmm. at all the defensive ends they've drafted. Right. What, whether it be Davenport or uh, Peyton Turner. And they're all bigger. I, I don't see them going in that direction. I or just Cam Jordan, you know. Sure, I mean, look, Ojolari's you know, 6'3". He's now up to about 250. You know, so, yeah. I mean, look, uh-huh. I like him. He's a good player. And last right. year he, he showed up and played, okay? So he was in on 58 tackles by comparison to Breezy. He had five and a half sacks, forced a fumble, recovered a fumble. So stats clearly better if you're going by stats. You know, and as for Michael Mayer at Notre Dame, look, he's a good tight end. I mean, he can block and he can catch. Uh, and he's projected as a first-round pick and maybe the best tight end in the draft. So if you go that route, you got Jawan Johnson, and you obviously like him. And, you know, he's clearly a receiving tight end. What does that tell you about Troutman? You know, Mayer shows up every game. He's played in every game for three seasons at Notre Dame. And, mm-hmm. you know, last year, I mean, look at, look at his productivity, you know. 42 catches in 2020, 71 in 2021, 67 a year ago, 18 touchdown catches, you know, and he can block. And he's got and the there's size. A, there's a guy who has at. a proven track record. Okay. Yeah, at a, at a high and, level. At a high level. At a high level. And also, Derek Carr loves tight ends. Yes, he does. Okay, he's very he's very good at getting the ball to them, and mm-hmm. if they had him and Jawan Johnson, yeah, they would be they would be they would have a chance to have a pretty dynamic offense. So I could see I could certainly see that uh, I could certainly see that happening. 
I really could because here's a guy who helps you blocking and is also an excellent receiver. I could certainly see that without a doubt. Yeah, 6'4", 250, uh, but a guy who can, who can do both. And that's, again, you can't discount him either. And with regard to Hooker, before we get to break, then we'll get to your calls, 504-260-1061. I like Hooker. I think he's got great character. His numbers are clear. He's very productive and consistent. And he's a good player. I just think like you do that, you know, why would you spend a first-round pick on a quarterback right now when you just signed a guy and spent a lot of money on him uh, to be your guy for the next few years? And I understand, you know, you, if you really like that player, but you re-signed Jameis Winston to be the backup. You know, you need a third guy, but you don't pick a – you don't have a third guy who gets picked in the first round. So I just – I just don't see that. I just don't. No, I don't either. I, you know, and, you know, I, I got a call from a Nashville station asking, asking me this week if we were going to interview Endon Hooker. I said, well, when the Saints bring somebody in for a draft visit, they never make him available to anyone. No. But, but, and look, most teams are like that. Practically all of them are. And, mm-hmm. and I don't have any problem with that, but I'm just like, I just don't see the whole Hendon Hooker thing with the Saints. Yeah. Unless he's still on the board in the third round, which I don't think is going to happen. I don't think will be the case either. 504-260-1061. We'll take a time out here. Back in just a moment to talk further about the top of the NFL draft. And your calls are next. As we continue with the Three Tailgaters Show, Ken and Ed here on 106.1 FM, Nash Icon, and at NashFM1061.com. With over 15 acres of cars and trucks at the Lamarck Automotive Complex, there must be a reason. Buying a new car shouldn't be complicated. That's why our expert staff is here to help. I've been selling new Ford cars and trucks since 1970. It's over 50 years. Wow, there must be a reason. With your lifestyle and budget in mind, our finance team works hard to be the best in the business. Only at Lamarck Ford, at the Lamarck Automotive Complex. There must be a reason. When the final horn blows at the Allstate Sugar Bowl, the action is just beginning as another jam-packed year of Sugar Bowl activity lies just ahead. With over 55 annual events, including all Louisiana high school state championships, the Sugar Bowl's support of amateur athletics adds up to big fun and big dollars for our economy. From the Crescent City Classic to lacrosse, sailing, basketball, and more, the Sugar Bowl has something for most everyone. For more on the great things the Sugar Bowl is doing, log on to AllstateSugarBowl.org. Sponsored by Allstate, Taco Bell, and Dr. Pepper. Hey, sports fans, this is Louisiana State Treasurer John Schroeder. Teamwork is critical to success. This is why my team at Unclaimed Property wants to return your cash to you. Right now, there are over $1 billion that belong to Louisiana citizens. Unclaimed Property has lost or forgotten money from bank accounts, stocks, bonds, wages, insurance, and investment payouts never received. But don't worry. The Louisiana Treasury team is here to help. We've found your money and want to return it to you. Visit lacashclaim.org for your cash. Chase loves soccer. I'm Chase Greer and I'm 12 years old. And his dream is to turn pro. That's why Chase and his family make sure he's always having fun and squeezing out his best with Go-Go Squeeze. Okay, buddy, let's break for a Go-Go Squeeze. Go-Go Squeeze Fruit on the Go pouches are a nutritious snack made from 100% fruit with no sugar added. That's my boy! Because when you nurture your kids, you squeeze out the best in them. Squeeze out the best with Go-Go Squeeze. Not a low-calorie food. Products range from 11 to 13 grams of sugar and 60 to 70 calories per serving. 
Contractors, tired of the runaround when you need an insurance quote? At Dave Mead Insurance, we are an independent insurance agency, so we make it easy to get that quote for your next job. We offer general liability, workman's comp, automobile and property insurance, and we will search over 50 insurance companies to get the right policy at the best price. Call, click, or come in for a quote today at 504-556-0809 or DaveMeadInsAgency.com. For 17 years, the RNO Carriers New Orleans Bowl has been proud to support one of the area's great traditions, high school football and the Prep Football Player of the Week Award. The RNO Carriers New Orleans Bowl's weekly recognition of excellence on the field by high school student athletes reflects our understanding of the importance of athletics in the development of our youth. The Prep Player of the Year is annually presented with the Ronald D. Gardner Award on the field of the Caesar Superdome during the RNO Carriers New Orleans Bowl. The RNO Carriers New Orleans Bowl, a New Orleans institution. Visit us at NewOrleansBowl.com. Terms and conditions posted at textplan.us. Texting rules for recurring automated marketing messages. Message and data rates may apply. Apply. Stop to opt out. Terms and conditions apply. Visit ISSA online for details. Rachel, you look amazing. What have you been up to? Thanks, Megan. I finally left the 9 to 5 grind and got certified as a yoga instructor by ISSA. Wait, you're a yoga instructor now? Yes, and I love it. I've been able to turn my passion for health and wellness into a business. It feels so good to be helping people improve their lives, and I basically get paid to look and feel great. That's amazing. Was it hard to get certified? No, ISSA makes it super easy. You can get certified in as little as five weeks and you do everything at your own pace and 100% online and once you're certified you do what you want with it start your own business work at a studio or just do it as a side hustle yoga instructors can make over $72,000 a year I need to check this out how do I get started just send them a text it's free to get started text great to 200-300 to get started today and be certified with the ISSA Yoga Alliance in as little as five weeks just text great to 200-300 right now to get started for free text the word great to 200-300 text great to 200-300 this is Kevin Mamahat. For most of us, the largest single purchase we'll ever make is when buying a home. That's why thousands of homeowners each year choose to protect their largest investment with Rhino Shield. Rhino Shield is the only international architectural ceramic coating that gives residential and commercial owners peace of mind. Along with our 25 year warranty, our ceramic coating reflects the ultraviolet rays we experience here in Louisiana, Mississippi, and Alabama, keeping your home cooler with less strain on your air conditioner. And it's more affordable than you think. So give us a call for your free estimate, 504-407-2222, or visit rhinoshieldmidsouth.com. Call now, and you can get the guaranteed protection of Rhino Shield for 20% off the regular price, 407-2222, or visit rhinoshieldmidsouth.com. Audible, throw a flag, call a technical, review an instant replay, it's all good. Go for it now on the Three Tailgaters Show on 1061 Nash Icon, NashFM1061.com, and through CrescentCitySports.com. Call now at 504-260-1061. NFL Draft Fast approaching, and of course, uh, many thoughts about who's going to go first, and back and forth we go with Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud, C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young, uh, even one or two, and Alf Dupuy has even slipped Richardson in there. So uh, sooner or later we'll have a decision on that. Carolina will make that call, and then everything else will fall in line. But, uh, Ed, uh, before we get your call, your thought on who goes first and, and, and then kind of what happens after that. My suspicion is 
once that first guy gets picked, they're going to fall in line. And I think all four of those guys are going to be gone within the first 10 picks. That's my feeling. Yeah. I, you know, the way it looks right now, it looks like uh, C.J. Stroud is getting more buzz in the first pick than, than, than Bryce Young, don't you think? I, I, I don't know, Ed. I see it on both sides. I see reports on both sides, and I see a lot of mixed signals being sent out there. I don't know. I, I think it could, it's either way. I think it's 50-50. I really do. Well, look, I, I can't argue with either one of them. Um, I think the most, in, the most intriguing thing about the first 10 picks is what happens with Richardson and what, what happens with Will Levis. Because I think there's going to be some teams that try to go up and get those guys. No, I think so, too. I think they're, they're all going to go early. I don't see any of them lasting. I mean, I think they're going to go. And then, you know, the fifth guy is going to be Hooker. And the question would be whether he's in the first round or, say, early in the second round. But I don't know where Carolina's going with this. I just don't. I think I've seen it both ways, and I really suspect that it could go either way at this point. 504-260-1061, Kurt's in New Orleans. Hi, Kurt. Welcome to the show. Good morning. Hey guys, happy Easter to y'all. How y'all doing? Thank you. Same to Thank you. Oh uh, man, I just just want to tell you, man. It's, it's as a Christian, man. As a Christian, it's a, my favorite weekend, man. I just wanted yeah. to put that out there. I just feel like, uh, you know, uh, the, the, the tomb the tomb is going to be empty tomorrow morning. And, you, and, bet. And, and, you know, we, we serve we serve a risen Lord and Amen. Uh, and it's eternal hope for everybody who, who wants that, to accept that, with, who wants to well, accept with Christ. You know, whoever wants to accept what Christ did on that cross, it's eternal life for everyone. I just want to put that out there. Amen to that. You're uh, you're preaching to the choir with us too, and, and, in, <laughs> and, in, Ed's, and in, in Ed's case, you're preaching to someone in the choir. But it's all good. <laughs> I just, yeah, yeah. Man, I just, there you go. I just feel like uh, you know I'm I'm an NFL nut, but I'm a fantasy football nut too. So I'm always studying, looking to see you know what rookies I can grab and where they're going. I think Bijan Robinson. I'd like to see him go uh, to uh, Cincinnati. I think uh, with Kareen and uh, Denver now, and, and Mixon, pretty much. I don't know the legal issues, and I think he's out the door somewhat. So I, I think that'd be a great place for him to land. I don't know if that's possible, but but looking at uh looking at um just looking at Lave, I just didn't realize since week two of last year he demanded a twenty eight percent target rate. So that means Winston and in Dalton was looking early and often, as early as week two, for Olave and what he accomplished the whole year. And I was, you know, with, you know, with the you know, top five deep ball threat, top five completion deep ball, uh, deep ball guy, like for two years now, it looks like uh, um, Carr, you know, has managed to do. I mean, I think just the rookie receivers, what they can do. I know, you know, we talk tight end, but I just think we need another tall receiver. I know we're not going to get Quentin Johnson, obviously. But I was looking at, uh, you know, uh, more or less, uh, like uh, I think the guy at Ohio State, who, who we always like, you know, maybe Jackson Smith, or possibly Roman Odonze out of Washington. They're both kind of taller guys, um, and I, you know, I just don't think we could have enough receivers. I look back at Odon, how many guys we had to have that made things happen in all those games in Odon to get to that Super Bowl, and you know, you don't have a pro- you don't have a, a full promise with with, with uh, Thomas. So I just I know tight ends important, obviously, but. And I know we got to go, you know, we got to go defensive line and offensive line, but I just, how early do you think we might go receiver, a tall receiver, you know? Well, I think they went tall receiver in free agency, Michael Thomas. Yeah. I'm just telling you what I think. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. And, well, um, you, you know, know I, I think they're going to do, they're, they're going to 
do everything they can to take care of the defensive line and um, and uh, maybe an offensive lineman, but I think one of the three, the first three picks will be a playmaker. Not exactly yeah. sure which one. Wow. That'd be good. That'd be real good because we definitely need car, surround car as much as possible, you know, and uh, I don't know. I just hope that um, – just hope we get grab a guy in case Thomas goes down, you know. I just hope we don't just get, you know, kind of stuck in the mud again, you know, just kind of – I mean, maybe he won't. I hope you don't. I mean, I think it'd be excellent if he could just last, you know, most of the season or, or the whole season. But I think he's, I think he's fired up. I think what he said to Carr and trying to get Carr here and, and hey, look, he's a re- this is his chance to resurrect his career. I mean, I mean, you know, two or three years now, he's looking for another payday. I mean, he's not over the hill yet, but I think he's got a lot, a lot, a lot of um, incentive for him to do well this year as well. You know, but. Um, I'm a guy that I think you ought to keep your eye on too, Kurt, is Jameer Gibbs. Yeah. Yeah, that's true too. That's true I, too. You know, the thing Jameer Gibbs is this though. I don't think he's the Saints pick at twenty nine, and I don't think he's gonna be there at forty. Do you agree with me, Kenny? I don't think he'll be there. No, I think he's probably no. an early early second round guy. I mean that's that's what I'm thinking. Running backs don't get picked in the first round. B. John Robinson will because he's that good. Gibbs yeah. would probably fall next, and the chances are he's going to be in the second round, likely early in the second round. Mm-hmm. Mm. Which which brings us to Tajay Spears. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, oh yeah. There's a Multi-purpose. lot. There's a lot to like about him, and and not only that, but the, he fits the character profile. He's yeah. a, he's a great young man, and. Um, Besides being yeah. extremely talented, and uh, boy, wouldn't that be something? That's the you know Ed. I think that's the key. I think one more back, a multi, more purpose back like him, is really mm-hmm. let's be honest. Kamara hasn't been Kamara since twenty. I mean, twenty one, he was inconsistent. A lot of different injuries going the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Besides the the possible suspension, you know, he, yeah. he's not catching eighty balls anymore. Drew Brees yeah. isn't here anymore, and Derek's not going to drop it, dump it off to him like that again. So one more guy, I think that's the key to this offense. Yeah. Well, Kurt, you know. Kurt, here's a here's a scenario. You're the head coach. It's week two. Alvin Kamara is suspended, and Jamal Williams is hurt. He pulled a hamstring. What do you do? Yeah. If you don't yeah. have somebody else back there, it's ridiculous. I yeah, mean, absolutely. I, yeah. I mean, look. I, yeah. I, I I had I got to be honest with you. At the end of last year, and I, I wish him nothing but the best. But at the end of last year, when he was carrying the ball, I had to Google Eno Benjamin. I, I, you know, I'm just trying to find out as much as I can about this guy. And I'm not, right. and I'm not knocking him. Congratulations yeah, yeah. to him for on being on, on an NFL roster. Not right. many people are on NFL rosters. That is a tremendous accomplishment. All right? Oh, yeah. But it doesn't, it doesn't belie the fact that I had to Google him. I had to Google him. You know, <laughs> okay? So I don't, I don't yeah. want a guy – I don't want a guy who's my third option or well, might be want my be, second yeah. option that I have to Google him. I don't want that. Yeah. I mean, how many times did we reach last year? Latavius Murray, Mark Ingram, Eno Benjamin. We reached three or four times because we didn't do what we were supposed to do last draft. So let's get it straight. Well, draft but, up, but, you know? well but I don't you – know? you see, I don't necessarily agree with that because you use those picks to go up and get Chris Olave. Okay. So oh, yeah. I don't I don't yeah. necessarily agree with that. It's just well, like it's just like yeah. every the Saints got the Saints got lit up, okay? Yeah. The Eagles yeah. the Eagles fleeced them. 
Now, let's see at the end of this year whether you would rather have the 10th pick in the draft that the Eagles have (laughs) this year or Trevor Penning. Let's let's see. And is Chauncey Gardner-Johnson on the Eagles roster anymore? Not at all. Not at all. Not at all. So, Not so at all. all this stuff about the Eagles took the, yeah. the, the Saints to the cleaners. If you yeah. go back and you stand back away from it long enough and look at it, you say yeah. to yourself, well, maybe I need to have a different take. Yeah, I agree with that. I really do. Happy Easter, guys. Thank you all so much. Same to you. God bless. Appreciate you, Thanks, Kurt. Everybody. All right, we'll take a brief time out, and I'm back in a moment with more of the 3 Tailgater Show here on Nash Icon 106.1 FM and NashFM1061.com. When the final horn blows at the Allstate Sugar Bowl, the action is just beginning as another jam-packed year of Sugar Bowl activity lies just ahead. With over 55 annual events, including all Louisiana high school state championships, the Sugar Bowl support of amateur athletics adds up to big fun and big dollars for our economy. From the Crescent City Classic to lacrosse, sailing, basketball, and more, the Sugar Bowl has something for most everyone. For more on the great things the Sugar Bowl is doing, log on to AllstateSugarBowl.org. Sponsored by Allstate, Taco Bell, and Dr. Pepper. If you want to be treated right, you go to Bergeron. Bergeron will give you the best deal. You just know you can trust these people. They're from here. They get me. You know, buying a car doesn't have to be a scary experience. It's anything but a Bergeron. Everybody knows that. Everybody. I grew up with a Bergeron. I went to school with a Bergeron. This is the fourth car I've bought from here. That makes me a Bergeron. I'm a Bergeron. I'm a Bergeron. I'm a bourgeois. Get out of here. I'm a Bergeron. Everybody knows a Bergeron. Bergeron Automotive on Veterans in Metairie. Chase loves soccer. I'm Chase Greer and I'm 12 years old. And his dream is to turn pro. That's why Chase and his family make sure he's always having fun and squeezing out his best with GoGo Squeeze. Okay, buddy, let's break for a GoGo Squeeze. GoGo Squeeze fruit on the go pouches are a nutritious snack made from 100% fruit with no sugar added. That's my boy! Because when you nurture your kids, you squeeze out the best in them. Squeeze out the best with GoGo Squeeze. Not a low calorie food. Products range from 11 to 13 grams of sugar and 60 to 70 calories per serving. I thought learning a language would be too much work, but Babbel makes learning fun. J'aime Babel. Babbel's lessons only take 10 or 15 minutes, and soon you turn and realize, hey, I'm starting to speak another language. How'd that happen? Babbel isn't robots talking. You learn words and phrases from real native speakers. I was ready for real-life conversations in just a few weeks. So easy. Go to Babbel.com to try for free. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. Babbel.com. Top service, locally owned, outstanding deals, conveniently located, professionals motivated to sell where the customer comes first. That describes the experience at Premier Automotive Group, where you'll find the best prices anywhere on Toyota, Honda, Nissan, and Kia. Premier Automotive offers a warranty for life on its vehicles and a money-back guarantee. Visit my friend Troy Duhon in one of his outstanding dealerships. Toyota of New Orleans, I-10 Service Road near Bullard in New Orleans East. Premier Honda at the I-10 Service Road at Bullard. Premier Nissan at Veterans and Metairie, and Premier Kia at Veterans and Kenner. Chase loves soccer. I'm Chase Greer and I'm 12 years old. And his dream is to turn pro. That's why Chase and his family make sure he's always having fun and squeezing out his best with GoGo Squeeze. Okay, buddy, let's break for a GoGo Squeeze. GoGo Squeeze fruit on the go pouches are a nutritious snack made from 100% fruit with no sugar added. That's my boy! Because when you nurture your kids, you squeeze out the best in them. Squeeze out the best with GoGo Squeeze. Not a low calorie food. Products range from 11 to 13 grams of sugar and 60 to 70 calories per serving. I thought learning a language would be too much work, but Babbel makes learning fun. J'aime Babel. 
Babbel's lessons only take 10 or 15 minutes. And soon, you turn and realize, hey, I'm starting to speak another language. How'd that happen? Babbel isn't robots talking. You learn words and phrases from real native speakers. I was ready for real-life conversations in just a few weeks. So easy. Go to Babbel.com to try for free. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. Babbel.com. Last chance today. Call the Three Tailgater Show at 260-1061. Back to Ken Trahan and Ed Daniels. Well, the Masters taking place. They've reached the halfway mark. The third round is about to get started despite rain and cold and wind at Augusta National. Brutal conditions. The players who were still on the course from yesterday finished up their second round today. And, of course, there is a heck of a storyline. Brooks Kepka, the leader at 1,200 par, is two shots better than John Rahm. And, of course, the unbelievable story of the amateur, Sam Bennett, who's third alone, four shots back at eight under par. That is the final pairing for the third round today. The rest of the leaderboard, Justin Rose, of course, he of Zurich Classic fame and one of Zurich's ambassadors, is at six under par, six shots back, tied with Cameron Young, Victor Hovland, Colin Morikawa, another who plays here in the, the TPC of Louisiana, Zurich Classic. And then Patrick Cantlay rallied today to get the five under, he is seven shots back. So is Patrick Reed. He of Baton Rouge lore. And Sam Burns of LSU at five under. So is Jason Day at five under par. Then you get the four. It's Xander Shoffley, Russell Henley, Gary Woodland, Phil Mickelson, Jordan Spieth. Tiger Woods snuck in to make the cut as the last guy in. Uh, he, he was able to get in at three over par. So he is playing. Keeps his streak alive of making cuts. Ed, the storylines here are clear. The amateur Bennett, but of course the overlying storyline is the PGA Tour versus Live Golf. And, you know, I thought Scott Rabelais wrote a pretty good piece in The, the Advocate in Baton Rouge this past week. I like, it just kind of wishes Live Golf would go away. And I, I'm all for free enterprise, and you and I have talked about this before, but the, the backing of it with the money you're talking about and what's going on there, uh, you know, the world rankings, the points accumulated, they're not giving them any points or accreditation. You know, by next year, more of these guys will be weeded out of the Masters. But the fact that you let them in kind of opened up the whole discussion this week. And some of these guys are tired of hearing about it and tired of talking about it. Well, if you were tired of hearing about it, tired of talking about it, why did you go play in the other tour? And the second part of that is if you didn't want to talk about it, why did you show up? And the third part about it is if you knew that you wouldn't count in points, but yet you still want to play in a, at Augusta National or play in the U.S. Open or the PGA Championship or the Open Championship, well, you should have thought about that before you did that. So just some thoughts mm -hmm. there, but it's a shame. And obviously, most people, you find most people in our country pulling against the likes of Kepka, against the likes of Patrick Reed, against the likes of Mickelson, uh, the only one of those, uh, those live golfers that are anywhere in sight here on the leaderboard. Thoughts? Well, you know, look, uh, it's interesting that uh, our company has the rights to live golf in the United States of America. And, and that's Next Star Broadcasting. In fact, I watched a little bit of it uh, a week or two ago on NOLA 38, our sister station, which, which airs the Live Golf. But uh, if you ask me uh, right now, I would say it's lost a lot of its steam. I do too, and I think the PGA Tour has a lot to do with that, with the reaction. Uh, did the PGA Tour do everything right? No. If it did... These guys wouldn't have left. But money speaks, and clearly there was plenty of money to be made on the PGA Tour. But some of these guys, 
you know, they went after it. I mean, let's face it. There are a few of these guys that didn't need it at all. They were in their prime making a lot of money. Cameron Smith is one of those who's a champion here. You know, even Dustin Johnson to a degree. Now, some of the other guys who are past their prime, you know, the Mickelsons and the Bubba Watsons and, you know, players of that nature, I get it. You know, they're at a stage where they're PGA Senior Tour guys by and large, and they can get a ton of money by doing this. But again, only you can determine whether it's, you know, good money or not. And I'm not to judge there. I'm just saying that I don't think it's really been good for the game of golf, and it certainly hasn't been good for the Zurich Classic. And that's our concern is that we're a PGA Tour event, and we are based in the United States, and, you know, this isn't helping us. Now, this is not a a first-tier event anymore where, you know, it's going to struggle to get the players and the attention and the purse, you know, to be able to get up there, you got to raise that purse like an enormous fashion. And I don't know where you yeah, get from that 8. money 6 from. Yeah, from 8.6 to 20 million. Right. How do you get there? And Steve yeah, Worthy's I mean, done a there, great job. There, right. I mean, you know, the, 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 the issue too is, look, you know, how sad is this? Cam Smith is, has won this tournament twice. That's right. With and two he can't different play here. with two different partners. Right. He's the reigning British Open champion and he's not going to be here. He chose that. Okay? He chose exactly. that. So exactly. I feel, I feel no sympathy for any